Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to A Little Bit Dusty, all sourcing yards from the outback and the bush. Grab a hot or cold one and enjoy the conversation ahead. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of A Little Bit Dusty. Thanks very much for joining us. I'm your host Tyson Godden and apologies for the lack of episode last week. I was uh, down and out with the flu. I'm 100% better though now, in tip-top shape, ready to deliver you guys some awesome content of all sorts of stuff of country and rural Oz. So following on from last episode and a few more to come that will feature largely of uh, people's shared experiences of the Monday Bash, the Birdsville Big Red Bash and any other kind of outback travels that are similar. So this guest grew up in Coffs Harbour, spent most of her life on the coast and this was her first outback experience and let alone first big live music festival in the outback as well. So I'm very excited to share this conversation with you. But before we get into it, please make sure that you like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it. We're on every platform. You can also follow us on the A Little Bit Dusty Instagram page. That's at A underscore Little Bit Dusty. That's where I put some video snippets of these episodes, some photos from my travels and other related content. And I'm also on Twitter at BigTice93, where I share different articles and uh, different little posts of all sorts of topics about the Outback. So in saying that, enjoy this yarn. Okay, thanks for tuning in, guys. This is the second episode for Series 3, and we're going to have a few guests that uh, will do a bit of a review and share their experience of their time at uh, either Monday Bash or the Birdsville Bash. And one person we have with us to share their uh, experience tonight is a fellow uh, basher, uh, Debbie Ford, and she joins us now. Debbie, how's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? No worries. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Um, I was a bit crook with the flu last week, but uh, yeah, back on the men's, so... All is good. All is back to normal. So let's maybe start with uh, just telling the listeners a bit about yourself, where you're from, kind of currently, where you grew up, where you grew up, and uh, what you do for work. Yeah, um, I work as a disability support worker. Live on the north coast, Coffs Harbour. Lived here for geez, fifty years, I suppose. I'm fifty-six this year, so yeah, it's okay. been yeah. Yeah, been here pretty much my whole life, travelled a little bit and, yeah, come back here, had my family. Um, yeah, that's me. Pretty simple life. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with so with travelling, I think it's uh, very important for the both bash festivals especially because they are so far kind of out in the sticks and qu- quite remote. 
where how many other places in Australia have you traveled to and what have been some kind of uh, highlights or challenges from some of those areas that you've that you've traveled yeah mainly um, east coast I've traveled um, I did do a small trip with a family of six children uh, when I was 17 years old so we went out to central Australia um, and saw a lot of the, the like uh, desert countries uh, yeah the desert towns oh, then. nice. Um, but yeah, didn't really experience it to the point that I experienced Monday, Monday. So yeah, totally different as an adult. Yeah. Okay. So was that the kind of first time out in the kind of arid plains compared to a lot of the other coastal travels? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very different. Yeah. Okay. So with these kind of festivals, a lot of people have said to, well, me as well, saying, oh, it's, it's kind of old people's music, but you know, it differs because there's lots of artists on there all the time. Uh, the lineup uh, from the April Monday Money Bash and other ones in between. In going through the kind of music realm, what are the kind of stuff that you uh, grew up with or listened to when were any of the, those kind of artists at the bash? Was that what kind of drew you into uh, going to the festival in the first place? Yeah, look, I grew up listening as a, you know, my, my parents always had the radio on as a child, so I always had, you know, pop music, I suppose, um, playing in our home. Um, lucky yep. enough to be encouraged to see live music as a teenager. Um, lucky enough in Coffs Harbour that there was a lot of bands um, touring during the uh, 80s when I was growing up and, um, you know, hitting the hope, the pubs and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, saw a lot of live music. First band I ever saw was Goanna. So Goanna was the first uh, band that you saw live, was it? That's correct. Yeah, I think I was about 15 years old. They played at the local Civic Centre. Um, so it was a big thrill, you know, I was probably year eight in high school, um, pretty exciting. So yeah, seeing, um, Shane Howard on the, the list of artists that were playing at Monday, Monday, really excited me. Very nice. I think it's also important to, yeah. uh, well, for other artists to, you know, <laughs> go outside of the major cities as well, because, you know, every artist can do all the major, um, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, Perth and that sort of thing. But it's good to hear that Coffs yes. Harbour also had a very you know, active music scene even back then. So um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I think Coffs Harbour being halfway between Brisbane and Sydney was kind of a, um, you know, a good place to stop over. Don't know if you've ever heard of the Hoi Moi, but it was, you know, it's pretty legendary. Okay. And um, that's a, um, a hotel on the beach in Coffs Harbour. All right. And, yeah, saw lots of live acts there during the 80s. So it all just kind of carried on from there, that similar kind of, you know, Aussie rock and roll bands. You just went to, you know, yeah, the so. of, of all the artists. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, as I was um, lucky enough, I think when I was 16, my parents put me on a train and sent me off to um, a three-day music festival called Narara. Oh, wow. um, and that was held um, down in the Central Coast. Um, and the Angels played... Um, they were highlight radiators, so uh, in excess. So there was, you know, cold chisel. There was a lot of good 80s, um, you know, Aussie music playing there. Um, that was uh, a thing. I think it happened three years consecutively um, during the long weekend in January. Oh, so, wicked. yeah, that was a um, pretty amazing thing to do as a 16-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I bet. So yeah. with the Money Bash, there's been uh, quite a few. Which ones have you attended? So that was our, our my first bash. Okay. Um, and we volunteered. So um, yeah, we had a fabulous time volunteering. Like, and um, the reason that we volunteered was because we kind of left it a little bit too late to 
to grab a ticket and we were really keen to go, my partner and I, and um, the only way that we could actually, you know, make it was to volunteer. So that's um, what we did and had the best time, great little community. Um, and we're actually volunteering for the August Bash now. Oh, wicked. Yeah, I just put in my uh, application yeah, yeah. last week, so I'm hoping that I can get oh, out there again. Yeah. So there's... Yeah, yeah. What... what? Oh, uh, my roles, um, the yeah. roles I applied for for this one would be, um, what was it, Road Marshal and then Stage Pack Down as a backup if uh, yeah. I don't get chosen. Cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, with the volunteering, because obviously I think Monday Money had about 8,500 people over a million acres and Birdsville, you know, it just seems to get bigger every year. It's a really good way to have a bit of an insight into how many hands make you know that job a little bit easier. Uh, what kind of roles did you uh, do when you were volunteering at the April Monday Money Bash? Yeah, we were um, road marshals. We um, arrived Easter Sunday, I think, and our first gig was 7 o'clock on the Monday morning. So we were um, helping um, people set up their, well, directing people to their camp. Um, uh, initially, it was the volunteers that were still rolling in then, yep. um, and yeah, we we um, were checking wristbands um, day three, I think, um, and you know, basically checking car stickers and stuff like that. And we were pumped, and it was actually a really good vibe because everybody that was arriving was so excited to be finally there. So it was kind of, um, you know, it was both ways. Everyone was. <laughs> excited we were excited to greet them and they were excited to arrive and oh, nice. you know That's nothing. so yeah it was fun it was fun oh very good yeah you'd want uh, nothing more than um to you know have that energy and everyone be just excited as you for those who yeah, are rolling yeah. in as well so oh very good definitely i think we were told initially when we arrived that there were 150 volleys who couldn't make it yeah and there was 500 yeah. 500 volley shifts um you know, to feel extra. So we did pick up a couple of extra shifts and, um, yeah, it was fun. We had our push bikes. So we um, push biked around a little bit from, um, you know, one place to the other. I did see a few um, people yeah, so getting was, around that way. But one thing that a lot yeah. of other people also said and also through forums and discussions from after this April event was uh, how to protect your tyres because out in that particular festival site in the Mundyville, those burrs, those little bindies, they have like six or seven little <laughs> spikes on them. They're super sharp. How did you come across oh, yeah. uh, avoiding flat tyres the whole time? Yeah, look, I was lucky. I I didn't get a flat. My partner had so I've kind of taken off and, you know, on my bike, I don't know, I probably rode a K or two and I thought, oh, he must be back there chatting with somebody, you know, but Anyway, you know, about 40 minutes later, he rocks in and goes, thanks for waiting for me, babe. So, you know, I didn't realise he had a flat tyre and he was pushing his bike back the whole way. Right. So, yeah, anyway, but, yeah, I was lucky. We're going to get different tubes, I think, this time is the is the plan and okay. get um, different tubes, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely the way to go, get around. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, you just ride up, yeah, yeah, get your bags of ice, you can put them in your basket and, you know, and have to carry them. And, yeah, yeah, that's Good true. way to see the see the place as well yeah yeah because there's a lot of other things uh that are outside the stage or festival areas there's lots of things to check out and if you were to get a flat i can't remember the name of the stall but um they sold a lot of uh kind of repair kits and one of them was you know for tube and bike repair kits so you wouldn't be short of uh of uh you know of, to, of something to be fixed you know if i did get a flat so yeah it was good that i had those kind of yeah, yeah. stalls there too so yeah. traveling there from coughs what kind of uh 
what kind of way did you travel and what, what some of the highlights or you know, some of the kind of wow moments along the way? Or were there any hiccups that you encountered <laughs> as well? We didn't have any hiccups. We were really blessed with our trip. I think we did it in kind of five-hour increments so we could actually check out places along the way. Okay. Best stop for us was Tam- Tamworth and they were gearing up for the Country Music Festival. Oh, yeah. um, so that had been time. postponed to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Tamworth was pumping. We stopped at the Golden Guitar and, you know, did all the tourist stuff there. Did you go through the Wax Museum? Um, and then we... We didn't go to the wax museum, no. Sorry, the um, no, uh, the museum like within the Golden Guitar of all the other, yeah, you know, the wax. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty interesting. And then Dubbo, I think, was our next stop. Went through a place called Ningen, where yep. the biggest bogan statue was. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> Had our photos taken sitting on the bogan esky. Um, you know. You, Nothing more Aussie than that. Yeah, that's So, it. yeah, did that. Um, Dubbo, Coba, which was really interesting, you know, and that's when we, I think we really realised that we'd hit the outback, you know what I mean, yeah. the red dirt and, yeah. It's- so, yeah, that was cool. Stayed there and then drove through Wilcannia and up to Broken Hill. We stayed at the Broken Hill outback resort for two nights. Okay. Um, what was that And like? that was really lovely, yeah, because it was great. It was really good. A nice little hotel there and meals and same thing. Everyone was kind of there getting ready to, you know, we didn't, we don't have the luxury of a shower. So um, that was our last shower for, for seven nights. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we really made the most of that one. Yeah. Just one of the small sacrifices for um, uh, one of these events. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know what we did? We actually ended up getting yeah, um I don't know if you want to know all this information, but we got a um, little kids blow up pool. Oh yeah, and um, we had a little bit, and kind of made a little hot water bath out of that. Oh, yeah. So you know, that's kind of what we did mid works. for a bit of a freshen yeah, up. But yeah, worked <laughs> <laughs> for us. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that was good, and yeah, and then hit um, Mundyville, yeah, the, the Easter Sunday, and left the Sunday after after the event. Yeah. So we were there for seven nights and so sad when we were leaving. It was actually, you know, our neighbours and everyone, everyone kind of, you know, struck yeah. up a bit of a friendship. And Yeah. The, the, yeah so The episode that came out uh, a fortnight ago, I was sharing my experience about the same thing, you know, uh, camps we then met with, you know, some really great people. And uh, when we all left and driving out of the gate, it was actually was, yeah, it was almost like a sinking feeling in my chest. It's like, oh, I actually have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Spewing of men. So good. People had the greatest time. I've been here for like a week and a half and haven't had a shower since, but, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything because, yeah. you know, it's all part of the experience, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, we were pretty, um, yeah, upset about leaving. Um, and, and to watch the actual, you know, we got there, as I said, um, the Easter Sunday, um, and to watch it all be built around us, like the stage, you know, being built and all, like the whole thing coming to life was was a pretty amazing experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think that and also securing a um, a spot to get an early camp in is, you know, probably two of the more essential reasons to either get some uh, shifts as a volunteer earlier before the festival starts or just at least getting there earlier as well because, yeah, there's definitely yeah. some benefits to it. Hmm. Yeah, for sure, mm. for sure, yeah. Yeah, we um, parked some, like, we were there. So, um, you know, the two-day early pass people, I think it was, it was raining and, you know, a lot of those people had been on the road for quite a while. So 
we um, had the job of bringing them in. Our shift started at 2 o'clock and I think the gates only opened at 1. There's been a lot of, you know, traffic back up. So, um, you know, there was a few frustrated people along, um, you know, yeah. that had been on the road for quite a while. But, um, yeah, we were parking up people in the dark. And as we were parking and getting further and further away from the stage and, you know, the little, I suppose, the heart of the, you know, Mundyville, um, yeah, it was amazing how far back that, you know, people were being parked in and how actually big the site was. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy because, um, yeah, when it rained that early morning or you know, throughout the day or whatever, they did it, did they close off the they closed off the access to Broken Hill and Silverton for a, I think a good few hours, didn't they? Was that is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, in between Broken Hill and Silverton, I don't think I think the road was shut. Yeah. And the road was actually underwater um between Silverton and Mundy. Yeah, I saw um field. I saw a little video of that. You can see that on I think it's the Mundy Bash's uh Instagram on one of their after movies. They do a little a shot of the road and yeah, just kind of how flooded it was. So yeah, as yeah. you're saying, I could imagine there'd be a lot of uh frustrated people that have really, you know, just got there and yeah, you know, now they're in the dark and have to set up and everything else, but uh, that's all part of that pre-preparation, I suppose, depending on what time you leave and yeah, yeah, yeah. get there or, you know, yeah, the stuff before. Yeah. So lots of different things to consider. So there was a pretty good variety of artists um, at the Bash just because a lot of people uh, said to us before the last day as well, um, yeah, I'm not too sure why uh, John Williamson and Paul Kelly are headlining because it's very, you know, slow, kind of easygoing music. But I found it was a really great way to close out the festival. What were... What were some of your highlights, uh, musical highlights from uh, from the Mundyville April Bash and any anything else uh, in between outside of just the artists as well? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think, um... 
cheese. I don't know. I, there's so many highlights. Um, chocolate starfish, definitely. Like that, those guys rock. Um, and you know, and we did talk about you know maybe them or you know someone a bit boppier maybe closing the show on a Saturday night. But I think everyone would have just been on so much of a high. The whole camp would have been so rowdy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if everyone <laughs> was still like. Um, you know, it was such an emotional thing, I think, to um, hear for me, Paul Kelly, um, do Clancy of the Overflow. I absolutely That was I so unexpected. That. That really, yeah, yeah. It yeah. got me and many other people moving as well. I hadn't really yeah. encountered an experience like that before. It was certainly something, wasn't it? Definitely. Steve Balby, he's such an entertainer. He's, you know, really cool and very theatrical. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know for me, all of it, because it's all my gen of music. It's everything that I love. That's true. Um, you know, raining whilst dancing to John Williamson. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, yeah, I don't know, in the, in the desert and it's raining, you know, it was all very, I don't know. Yeah, it was all very good, spiritual. I loved it. Mm. It was great. Yeah, that was um, to have, because one thing I mentioned in the episode a fortnight ago as well as both John and Paul, they're such great storytellers as well. So it really has that kind of emphasis yeah. on, the whole experience, you know, I kind of ended up, I stood up out of my chair and looked around and I was like, well, yeah, we're just in the middle of nowhere in County, the most Australian experience. Like this really is something. It was also a really yeah. great way to uh, raise awareness for the Royal Flying Doctor Service and some of the events that they had going on as well. They raised yeah. I think in total close to like 140 grand or so. And I ended up um, going out to the, uh, the RFDS airport and the museum and that sort of stuff. I had a couple of days extra of sightseeing. Um, how how important do you reckon it is for f people to understand, you know, that these services are really vital and for events to put on, uh, you know, different things to, you know, show support for things like the RFDS as well because people might not have uh, heard about it or if they come from different areas because everyone came from all across the country to the bash. But I think, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was for me as well as a good way to realise that, you know, there's only a few people that can or a few groups that have this kind of service. So it was a really great way to, yeah, raise awareness for those kinds of emergency services in rural areas. And definitely, and it's, I mean, the, the money that was raised was amazing for such, you know, like a fun little thing, like everyone doing the nut or, <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, or the Monday Undy run or yeah, the, so, uh, what was it, oh, the Mad yeah, Mac Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, oh, we didn't actually get to participate in any of that, unfortunately, because our shifts clashed with it. We would have definitely been, um, yeah, a part of that. Yeah. Probably not the Monday Undy run, but, um, you know. <laughs> was a very confident people doing that. Practicing the nut bush, you know. Practicing the nut bush well up to, you know, the day we left. Um, yeah, so, but, yeah, it is, it, it is, and it is such a worthy, you know, a worthy service. I mean, you know, you see the video at the beginning of the, you know, of the video of the concert and at the beginning of the concert and, you know, you know, what, what they do for families. And if, when you live in the city and you've got, you know, an ambo up the road or whatever, you just don't, you have no idea of how, um, what's the word, remote, you know, yeah. places are. I know driving, when we were on the gate, I saw so many women of my age, like middle-aged women, um, just driving in their little cars by themselves and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that you drove. You know, the road between Cobar and Broken Hill is very remote. There's no... You know, telephone signal or anything like that, and I'm like, yeah, that's true. Go you, yeah, you know? just nothing like, for a couple of hundred kilometers. Doing yeah. that all by yourself, you know, that's nothing. I would, yeah. So, 
So, yeah, it's a very remote kind of place. But, you know, it's funny because the people that live out there don't feel that way, I'm assuming. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's quite a built-up, quite modern town. But, um, you know, it's got a lot of great, uh, you know, mining history and, you know, early immigration his- history and that sort of thing as well. But getting out there seems like, yeah, the biggest mission. But um, I suppose everywhere in between seems a bit, feels a bit more remote. But, uh, yeah, that's a good point. You mentioned before the... So before the band uh, days and you know, in between all the different um, acts or whatever, that yeah, that little mini video that they had uh, of that woman describing her uh, situation where the RFDS came and helped her, it was uh, uh, yeah. it was really well done. But it was also yeah another great way to remind people that some people's uh, access to some of these services aren't as um, aren't as easy. Yeah, hmm. definitely. Um, just thinking too, like we were lucky to be a part of um, smoking ceremony and that was really spiritual to us. Like it was oh, actually nice. something, yeah, it was lovely. And the boys, hey, how good were they? Yeah, yeah, they were the um, <laughs> the substitute for Shadow Noel because he wasn't able to make it. But, yeah, they had a great kind of mix of R&B and yeah. funky kind of stuff. And, yeah, they definitely uh Oh, look, they'll still going. be pumping, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole town will be right, yeah, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> is there anything that um, you would change or is there anything you'd probably would like to see improved within the festival? Um, look, I don't know. Maybe those bindi burr things. You know, I, I remember squeezing, you know, a pussy one out of the, out of my foot like from day six. <laughs> I've been hobbling around because, you know, I turned up in a pair of flip-flops, you know, thinking, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, I ran to the toilet and went, oh, I've got to wear shoes now for the whole rest of the, you know. But, yeah, no, nothing really except for the burrs, I think. Hey, everyone was so chill. Everyone was, you know, such in good spirits. There was people around us, you know, probably in their late 70s that they're just grey nomads. They don't even, they're not even following the music. They're just following the atmosphere of, you know, the, the, the people that, you know, one one couple that we spoke to, you know, that's what they do. They go from Birdsville and, you know, and now, you know, to Monday uh, Monday and they'll do that, you know, all the time now. Yeah. Um, and they go to other festivals and they just love the atmosphere and the people. Yeah. That- so you don't even have to love the music. Do you know what I mean? It's just actually about the whole what's the word? No, just the whole um, experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what you mean because uh there's quite a culture around it too. You know, so not so not just Monday, uh, yeah, Monday, Monday or Birdsville, but other areas that you know host events like BNS balls or other live music events. You know, sometimes that's the only thing that's happening in that town for at least six months to a year. So, uh, yeah. like what you were saying, yeah, some people might not be there just for the music, but also just to be around the outback culture of people getting together for an event too. So, um, yeah, it's a good point. Um, and I think I read somewhere 80%, 85% of people that attended the concert was over 50. Oh, so, wow. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're not in that group, That's I don't right. imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was trying to yeah. uh, hunt out a few people that were kind of in their mid to late 20s, but I found a few. But, <laughs> yeah. but not, not, to, not to say that that's to stop anyone my age or younger to um, uh, to go to one of these things. Well, for the same reasons that we just discussed before, because I showed uh, – a few of my other mates, the after movie, and they decided, oh, well, I'd definitely be keen to go, you know, I'm over the kind of, you know, going to the electronic different parties, I'm going to try and do a bit of a mix-up, you know, plus, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's, you know, stereotypically, they always say, plus it's some of the music that my parents listen to, so, you know, I'd always enjoy, enjoy yeah. it for that reason too, so, 
Um, yeah. 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 There's a big culture around these kind of events too. So I think, uh, yeah, it's worth considering for anyone listening for of all ages, of all you know, walks of life as well, just to be around this environment with thousands of people in the middle of, of the outback, you know, depending, not even worrying about who um, the artists are is definitely worth uh, yeah, a reason to check it out for sure. Yeah, and I feel that, I mean, you know, there was kids there too. There was babies there. There was, you know, yeah, very little kids friendly. bopping in the crowd on parents' shoulders and that's just such a, you know, it was a very family-friendly. I did see a few comments about, you know, a few of the artists letting, you know, a few F-bombs off, you know, while they were on stage. I, but, um, yeah. I mean, it's a rock and roll festival. Yeah, hopefully so it's just, slip. it is what it is. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Depending yeah. on uh, how preloaded um, the artists are before getting on stage as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, definitely it's um, – I felt very safe. I felt very – like my things were very secure, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't running around packing everything up when I, you know, knew I wasn't going to be back for eight hours. I felt very, yeah, secure and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. safe with my – the people that are in that environment. So, yeah, which is a nice feeling as well. Yeah, that's something else I think we should touch on as well. Um, so like we were saying a while back, um, you know, everyone's just always very friendly because I think it was one of the first chances that people could let their hair down and go to one of these things, you know, during COVID and that sort of stuff. But in that main concert area, uh, I myself as well was also comfortable with leaving just my things, you know, with my seat and my and the whole setup. If I was had to go to get, you know, food or do whatever, I could come back and it wouldn't be touched. So everyone... Um, yeah has the same mentality across, you know, that kind of thing as well. You know, if you leave your yeah. things there, it'll be there when you get back. So it's a very uh, secure and safe uh, event for, yeah, for all people as well. So it's something, yeah, that um, you don't also have to be Definitely. worried about. Yeah. And I think too, we spent a little bit of time, you know, up in the Moshi and everyone was very, what's the word? You know, everyone was kind of, everyone had their little space around them. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, well, I'm going to breathe all over you and, you know, everyone's going to get COVID. I know there was a, a few COVID cases there, but, um, you know, that's unfortunate. That's going to be anywhere. But, yeah, that's everyone it. was very, yeah. 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 So I know that I've definitely convinced a few of my mates to try and go to the August one. Uh, if there was someone wanting to, you know, they see the flyer for the August now that Midnight Oil is on the headliner as well, um, you know, and they want to try and get out for an outback trip that they haven't done before, but, you know, to get out to the Monday Bash and check it all out, what kind of uh, advice would you give someone wanting to try and, you know, do a road trip like this or go to an event like this if there's anything to, uh, oh. you know, to prepare for or extra things to kind of, you know, consider while you're heading out to a remote area like Mondayville or going to an event like the Bash? Look, I think um, take yourself out of your comfort zone because it, it's you don't have all the creature comforts at home. You're like, you know, unless you've got a big flash van with a shower and a toilet and all that thing, you know, kind of thing in it. But um, it's not pit toilets. It's not uncomfortable. It's very friendly. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I like to sleep in a comfortable bed and I like to be warm, but I had nothing to whinge about. As long as you've got enough food, enough firewood and enough wine or beer or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yes, yeah. Like, you know, you'll be right. I think um, it's, yeah, it's a great experience. And, you know, my partner, um, he's done a lot of travelling around the world and, you know, he's actually said this is one of the best experiences that he's ever, you know, has ever, you know, been a part of. So, um, you know, it, it, it is a different, it's a different vibe, but it's a, it's a really good vibe and you do come away from there. Um, yeah, just wishing that it hadn't ended or wish we could, you know, wish, yeah, so, yeah, it, it's worth it. It's worth, we've got people 
that, um, yeah, we've got people that are coming with us this year that um, kind of you know, weren't really sure about going that far away from civilization. Yep, yep. Um, and, you know. That's half the fun. It's, it, I, I know, isn't it? <laughs> what? But, you know, you feel really secure. The police are there, you know, you've got the Royal Flying Doctors there, you've got, you know, your medic tent set up, like, Everyone's, it's very organised, very, very organised. I was amazed how organised it was. Yeah, I mean, Uh, especially for, um, you know, running it as a new version of the Birdsville Festival, there, yeah, weren't too many hiccups at all, I reckon. It it ran very smoothly, but uh, having that big crew and like what we were talking about earlier, those, you know, having those volunteers, it definitely, yeah, makes a difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they're a good mob. They're a real good mob to hang out with too. Like, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, you know, the guys who are running the show, the volunteer part, you know, they're really chill. They're not, you know, you, you do feel like you're part of a really cool team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're super friendly, super supportive, uh, very flexible if you have any other things that come up on the day of your shift. And, um, yeah, yeah, they're a really good uh, yeah, group to work with. So that's why I, I too could, yeah, also recommend, yeah, going for, as a volunteer for these roles because it's a lot of fun. Um, Debbie, that kind of brings us near the end of the episode. Thanks very much for sharing your experience on the Monday Bash. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add or anything else for uh, people to maybe check out uh, during the meantime for the August Festival? No, I am just think get out there. It, it's really it's really worth the drive. And I um, hope I'll see you. We're road marshalling too, so hopefully we'll, um, we might even get a gig together, Tyson. Yeah, we might be on the same shift. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your time, Debbie. Enjoy this. Okay, cool. Thank on. you. You too. Thanks so much. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.